0: You know, it's 1968, I'm 18 years old, in the jungles of Panama on my very first missionary trip, living with an Indian tribe. That didn't wear clothes, and we lived wildcat style. No catch, no eat. If I shot a monkey, we ate monkey. If I shot a pig, we ate pig. Didn't eat any, Didn't shoot anything. Didn't eat anything. And I learned a powerful lesson watching these, the the Indian tribe catch monkeys alive. And when they wanted to eat them, we just we just shot them and killed them. But uh, when they wanted to go sell them or take them in alive, they would put a, a, a like a, a five gallon water jug out in the jungle that they'd brought in from the city, and uh, they'd put bananas in the bottom of it. And they'd put them in a local spot where they knew the monkeys were going to hang out and then sure enough here would come monkeys after a while and they'd uh, reach their hand down there and they'd grab a banana and uh, because they wouldn't let go of it because they kept the banana in their fist they couldn't get their hand out of the jar and so they'd hear us coming they'd hear the, the tribe wow. coming they'd smell us coming they'd hear us coming they'd start screaming and yelling and hollering and throwing a fit and jumping all over the place knocking the jug down dragging it with it but they'd never Open their hand to get loose and gain their freedom, and I learned something about partnership and about giving from that. Is that uh, you can't receive from God with that's an open, right. with a with a closed fist or a closed heart. That's right. But if you live with an open fist and an open heart, that's you'll right. always be able to be a giver and a receiver. And I've lived by that, Renee, for yes, 53 that's, years that's that I right. refuse to keep a closed fist. I'm going to let that. I'm gonna open my fist, open my heart, be a blessing partner with, I've partnered with people with ministries all my life and will continue to do so. That's right. We love you, God bless you. There's a link on the bottom if you want to get a hold of us, partner with us, uh, terrymize.com or click on the link. We love you, God bless you. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God, and when they do, heaven moves. Well, hello everybody, welcome to the program today. Uh, you might notice I'm by myself because Renee got called off to do something else today and uh, she'll be back out here in a little bit and, and uh, we'll uh, do some more programs. We're, we're actually in Virginia uh, this week, beautiful uh, old Culpeper, Virginia, where lots of historic things took place and lots of history in all these grounds around here from back in the Revolutionary War and Uh, you know our our war with Britain for our independence and and we're on a farm today Uh, a very good friend of mine by the name of Ricardo Watson and his wife Carrie Lee and they're both South African uh, came here from South Africa and immigrated here legally and and are citizens today and and they have got a great vision a powerful vision and uh, I've preached for them before and we've been doing a four-day meeting for them this week and uh, uh, then by the time you see this program, Renee and I will actually be in England and France uh, in, in the middle of uh, the first part of December and uh, ministering the word of God there. But anyway, we're on this beautiful 85 acre farm today. And, and uh, they took it by, by faith, believe God for it. And uh, they've got a great uh, barn right over here on my, my left, your right, uh, that they're turning into a church. It's gonna be a 2000 seat auditorium. And uh, they call it the glory barn. And uh, they call this property because it's kind of on a little rise with hills. So they call it Miracle Mountain. And uh, then there's a smaller uh, building back over here behind me that we've actually, they've redone and remodeled and made a nice church for until the uh, barn gets finished. And so they've got a lot of vision, a lot of believe in God, a lot of faith. I tell you, God's, uh, God's used them and helped them. And they've had to, take on the government and local, local governments have come to them, told them they couldn't have a church here. And, and uh, of course, Ricardo knew the law and thank God for our founding fathers and the things that he wrote and said and put in the Constitution. And so he's been able to uh, thwart them and beat them back uh, in, uh, in every way. And God's just doing a tremendous thing here. And I tell you what, today's coming. It's going to be a really great, uh, uh, wonderful, uh, large church and I'm excited to be part of it. And of course, uh, again, by the time you see this, where I'm sitting here today in this beautiful uh, fall, autumn afternoon, probably all covered in snow, it'll all be white, but, uh, but we are excited to be here. And uh, we uh, have just come out, Renee and I have just come out uh, of a, an annual missions conference in uh, Eaton, Ohio with our dear friends, Ken Harbaum and his wife, uh, Angel. And uh, that's an interesting missions conference. Not a lot of churches Uh, in america have missions conferences anymore and and even the few that do the pastors really don't know how to do them they think it's a good idea they think they should do it or maybe god's talked to them about doing it but they really don't know how to do it and and so really they just simply have a kind of little one or two or three day meeting and uh, and, and call it a missions or our mission seminar or whatever. Uh, but usually they don't uh, raise any money or don't allow me to raise money for missionaries. Of course, I've never raised any money for myself in my life, but I have raised a lot of money for missionaries and a lot of money for pastors and churches and projects and things like that and overseas uh, situations. But, uh, but anyway, we just came at this great missions conference. in that church there in, uh, in Ohio, it's called Covenant of Peace and and it's really setting out in between uh in the country i mean i've, I've never even been to the town of eaton i guess there is one because that's where they say we are as eaton ohio in and, and the mission conference but i've never even seen the town because the church itself is out in the country it's situated between a cornfield on one side and the cemetery on the other and i tell you god has used that church for for 30 something years they have had missions conferences uh it started off some 30 something years ago with uh, the pastor that was there his name was rothwell and Brother Rothwell believed in missions and believed in doing what the Bible says you're supposed to do about missions. And so he brought my friend, my spiritual father, my mentor, you've heard me talk about so many, many times over the years, he brought Wayne Myers in to do his missions conferences. And so Brother Wayne would come in and, and do the missions conference once a year and raise money for missions and missionaries and what have you. And the, the current pastor, my friend, Kenneth Harbaum, was a little boy in the church when that happened. And so uh, he grew up having those missions conferences every year. And then, of course, Brother Rothwell, you know, got older and then turned retired and turned it over to his son. Uh, And uh, and then um, uh, after a while, after he pastored it for many, many, many years, then he turned it over to Ken, to Ken Harbaughman. So now Ken is pastor in the church he grew up in and still continuing those missions conferences. And now he's bringing me in to do the missions conferences. So anyway, what I started to say is Renee and I just Return from that conference. I wish you could have been there. In fact, I've encouraged pastors to come. I'd I'd almost beg every pastor that I know, implore them to come uh, that last week of October to the Missions Conference and just just get in that atmosphere. I mean, it's a hilarious uh, giving atmosphere for missions. And the people are so excited. It's not a huge church, they've got, uh, you know, maybe. 300 people, or 250 people or something like that. And, uh, and and those people all year long are excited about missions. And so all year long, they'll give the pastor you know, money and say, here, keep this for missions conference, keep this for missions conference. So by the time the missions conference comes around, it's paid for. This year, I think the budget was $60,000. And so by the time we got there, uh, it was already paid for. So not one offering that we took up had to go to the budget because the budget was covered. And then, um, then Pastor Ken, he brings those missionaries in and puts them in hotels and pays for that. But then he feeds them there at the church three meals a day. And so it's just a tremendous, tremendous thing. And of course, they support a lot of missionaries or help to support. And I've always told pastors, you don't really support a missionary unless you're paying the, their entire budget. But but if you're giving to them, you're helping to support. And uh, and so they really help to support a lot of a lot of missionaries. And so Renee and I are always thrilled to go there and speak on missions and bless those missionaries as they've come in from all over the world and then uh, of course we give to it i think when we left there the other day we had committed something like twenty thousand dollars out of our out of our ministry uh, to different missionaries around the world and it's just a tremendous time it reminds renee and myself of the old lakewood church missions conferences in fact i haven't seen anything like it since lakewood i've, I've been in lots of conferences and i used to do a lot of missions conferences in churches around america but most of those pastors have either died off now or left and turned it over to someone else and so uh, you just don't find many of them uh of, of missions conferences left anymore but this one is still like the old lakewood church in fact i invited a good friend of ours uh guinea anderson to come this uh this year and guinea uh was raised in an orphanage in india along with his four brothers and grew up, you know, saved, filled up the Holy Ghost, and now he, and then he married a young lady named Lisa, and Lisa was uh, the child of missionaries. She was raised in Italy uh, at, under missionary parents. So so Guinea and Lisa met, married, went into the ministry, and I actually met them in Hong Kong about. 30 years ago, I was preaching in Hong Kong and and they were living there and on staff at a church. And so we, we met then and have just always maintained a great relationship. And so I asked Guinea, I said, hey, you'd be thrilled to come this missions conference and see see it because it's like the old lakewood days so he told me last uh last week he said terry he said i've waited for this for 25 years he said i've i've missed this i haven't seen this since those old days so he was thrilled to be there and thank me numbers of times for inviting him but i would love for pastors to come and just experience that because the last the last number of years that we've, we've been there and I'm, they usually invite me every year there's a year or two that i've had to go do something else and couldn't come but uh whenever i'm there it's just such a thrill and and it goes sunday monday tuesday wednesday and the last several years nobody could even preach on wednesday night uh, mark barkley was scheduled one year i've been scheduled numbers of years and and then uh, pastor ken was scheduled this year and and the wednesday night people can't even preach because the people are so hilariously giving missions money and i think we ended up raising something over three hundred thousand dollars. Uh, for missions and it, it just out of that small church out in the middle of the cornfield in the cemetery and uh, just a tremendous thing. And we were we were excited to be a part of it and to speak, but not only to speak, but to give as well. And we were able to commit monies to uh, dig water wells and to water filtration plants. and. Pakistan for kids that are drinking dirty water, and so now they'll have clean water. Uh, and, and we, uh, you know, invested in airplanes, invested in vehicles, and um, helped human trafficking situations, and paid for some girls' uh, uh, tuition that had come out come out of human trafficking, and now going to school. So we paid their school bills. So anyway, we were, we were able to do a lot of things. So it was a real delight uh, to do that. And uh, last week, and, and I think the week before, Renee and I were talking about the, the the importance and the impact of partnership, and that's what that whole missions conference is about. Here, here we left there having committed that I think it's twenty thousand dollars, partnering with Ken and his church, and partnering with all those missionaries that we invested in. We've now become partners with them. Uh, that gives us ownership, and just just you know, I, I can just sit around all year long. And Renee and I can just look at each other and say, thank God we were able to dig a water well. We were able to buy a water filtration system for these kids. Thank God these, these people have life now instead of death. Uh, thank God we were, we were able to buy a, a vehicle. Uh, in fact, this last year we bought several vehicles uh, and given them to, to missionaries and to ministries. And even when the Ukraine war started, all of a sudden uh, uh, people needed help with that. And so we, uh, we bought two different vehicles, one for a missionary friend in in Romania, who was going to the Ukraine border, taking supplies, leaving those supplies there, picking up refugees, women and children from Ukraine, bringing them back out of the war. And so we he needed a vehicle, so we were able to buy him one. And then uh, then a pastor and his wife in Ukraine, in, in, the, in the capital city of Kiev, Um, needed a vehicle, so we were able to buy them a vehicle. So we're just excited about the partnership that we're able to do, that we partner with people. And then of course, we're always looking for partners and expecting and believing uh, God for partners. And so we appreciate our partners and we pray for our partners every day. We don't take it lightly and uh, we commit to spend it right. And uh, we're just excited about uh, the partners that God gives us. And we pray every day, every day, every day for our partners. here in the year. 2022, the year of our Lord, 2022, to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God, to focus on helping children around the world. Last year, we did 42 nations in 42 different orphanages in 26 different nations, and we are just delighted to do that all the time. Besides all year long, we're helping widows and homes of people that are in need around the world, and we want to be able to do even better this year than we've done the last two years. We just look forward to hearing from you. It's gonna be a great time. We're gonna do great things and we're gonna do it together. God bless you. We pray all of God's abundant blessings on you coming in and going out. You hear some noise around here every now and then I was thinking earlier boy it's gonna be so quiet out at the farm and we're just gonna be able to do some uh, some video but uh, they're working over in the barn getting that 2,000 seat auditorium ready so every now and then you hear a, a saw or a drill or so now it sounds like they're doing some pounding so uh, don't let that bother you but uh, we're just excited about the whole concept of partnership and we said to you last week that we, st- we saw it in, in the Old Testament we saw it in the New Testament. It started with Moses and Moses went to God and said, Lord, I'm leading these two million Jews and I'm having to do it all by myself and I'm having to cook the food and I'm having to take care of the babies. I'm the chief cooking bottle washer. I'm keeping the nursery. He said, I just can't do this alone. It's too heavy for me. And he said, if you're gonna treat me this way, just kill me. And the Lord said, No, let's just hold on now. Let's don't go to that extreme. He said, You bring, you bring in 70 elders, 70 people, that, men that you know are leaders of the people. And he said, And you get them in here, and I will take your spirit, Moses, and I'll put on them, and they'll help you, and you won't have to bear this burden alone so god instituted that partnership right there the ministry of helps right there and then we saw it later with david at ziklag and we talked about that last week then we got into the new testament and we saw that jesus had partners so moses had partners david had partners jesus had partners uh, both men and women and we talked at length about about how luke chapter 8 verse 1 says uh that jesus went into all the villages preaching because and he had the 12 with him but he also had many women that traveled with him and ministered to him, to Jesus, of their substance, of their money. And he listed the names of three of those ladies, and that's a big deal in the Bible when it lists a woman's name. And it said there was Mary Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. It said there was Joanna, who was married to a guy named Chusa, who was, the, who was Herod's uh, steward. Who was the, the, he kept the king's money, King Herod's money. Uh, and then there was uh, uh, Susanna. And he said then there were many other, many other women that traveled with jesus and ministered to him of their substance so uh so jesus had partners both men and women and then we finally finished it up over with paul the apostle paul in uh, the book of uh, philippians we, we we talked about corinthians and then went on to philippians where paul told the church at corinth uh, about the church at philippi and he said he said they they were in deep poverty the church at philippi in, in macedonia this, this the province of macedonia Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, those guys over there were in deep poverty, but they begged us. They pleaded with us, they besought us that we would please take a gift from them because those guys knew a secret that you can't harvest if you don't plant. You can't receive if you don't give. And you gotta be a seed sower. You've got, God said, as long as time remains, there'll be seed time in the harvest, and you've gotta be able to plant seeds. So they knew they needed to partner with Paul to be able to gain blessings from God. And so uh, he told the church at Corinth, he said, they, they gave b- both to their, to their ability or to their power and beyond their power. In other words, he said, they gave of the known, what they had, that what they could see, and they gave of the unknown. They made commitments for money they didn't even have and just believed God for it. And uh, Paul was very impressed with them and, uh, and told the Corinthians, you need to do like that. You need to act just like that. And, uh, and then we got over to Philippians where Paul was actually talking to his partners, the Philippians. And he said, you Philippians have sent once and again, not just once, he said once and again to my necessity. He said, even when I was doing the great Thessalonian, Thessalonican crusade, he said, it wasn't the Thessalonians that paid for it. It was you Philippians that paid for it. So you get the credit for it. And he said, so therefore, uh, uh, my God shall supply all your need. That apostle prophesied prophesied, declared and said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, because they were his missionary partners, he said God would bless them. So we pretty well established partnership in the Bible. And then I've partnered with people pretty much all my Christian life. I mean, as a kid, uh, I, ministers had come through our church and, and, uh, I'd partner with them like $5 a month or something. I was a teenager it was back in the sixties. So, you know, I, it wasn't big amounts, but it was like $5 a month or $10 a month. And then of course I've partnered with people all my life and now I'm partnering with ministries and, and it's not $5 a month anymore. It's a pretty good chunk of change. Uh, but you know, e- even last, uh Last August, I talked to you about my, my mentor, my father in the faith, Wayne Myers, had turned 100 years old. So when I went down to see him, I took him uh, an offering. I took a cash offering. And uh, I could have written him a check just out of the ministry, but I wanted to give to him personally as well. And so, uh, so I actually called my CPA and said, I want to give Wayne Myers some money, several thousand dollars, and I want to give it to him in cash. And I said, uh, I said, I don't know how to do that legally. I said, I guess I just uh, take it take it as salary for myself and then pay taxes on it. And then then I can give it to him. And I said, I said, I know if I was giving out the ministry, I could just write him a check and it'd be fine. But I said, I want him to have cash because he needs to do some things uh, uh, in, in Mexico. And so we, we were able to take him personal gifts as well as ministry gifts to partner with him. And I thought it was so funny because as soon as I walked in the house there and they said he was upstairs laying down and. I went up to his bedroom to see him, and the first thing he said to me is, son, sit down here. We got to raise $75,000 and build a church in Turkey. And I thought, here he is 100 years old, and he's still building churches. And so I said, yes, sir, I'll help you do that. And so Renee and I were just back there again in October, and, uh, and I said, well, what about this church in Turkey? What do we need to do about this $75,000 and building a church? He said, oh, I already took care of it. I sent the money. He said, what I really want to do now is he said, I want to build a church in all seven of the cities in Turkey that that jesus wrote to in the book of revelation he said i want to build a church in every one of those seven cities and i said yes and he said i want to do that before i die and i said yes sir i'll help you do that so here he is 100 years old and I want to build seven churches so uh, i trust when i'm 100 years old i'll still be building churches and wanting to build churches but but thank god for partnership because all of us together can do those kinds of things so uh so we are excited about that uh you know back when uh, When I first moved to Mexico, uh, Jackie and I and our baby had just gotten out of the Army, and so we just got down to Oaxaca, Mexico. We had no support. We had no no bank account, no credit cards, no money, no nothing. Uh, We just, God said, go, and we grabbed me and Jackie and the baby and the Bible and took off. And uh, one pastor said to me, Terry, I'll give you hundred months when a hundred dollars a month when you get there. But he didn't. And so we had no partners. I had no newsletter. Uh, nobody knew my name except heaven. God knew my name. And so I've often laughed and said, we had nobody to depend on but poor old God. And of course we found out poor old God wasn't so poor after all. But uh, when we got there to to uh, to Oaxaca, to, to Hawk, I've said many times over the years, Oaxaca is not the end of the world, but it's certainly visible from there. But when when we got down to Oaxaca with no support, of any kind we we just went back onto the word and said father we're here for you we're partners with people we've given to people i've given to people all my life given to ministries all my life now i expect you to support us as well and i mean god supported us supernaturally and uh, i've talked to you before about living to give and don't have time to get into that now i've only got about four minutes left here but uh but living to give became such a big thing with us where we would give to the lord and he'd bless us and minister to us and uh, and we went to see Brother Wayne on that on one of our very first trips. Once we got inside of Mexico, went up to Mexico City to see him, and and uh, just saw how he was living, how he was living to give, and uh, so he gave me a little offering, a sm- small offering, just a little, just a few, a few couple hundred pesos, Mexican pesos, when the American equivalent was sixteen dollars, seventeen dollars, and. Uh, And uh, I've said to him now in all these 54 years, you know, of ministry and told him again last when I was down there in October, I said, I said, Wayne, that was the best $17 investment you ever made in your life. Just because you gave me that $17, I said, it convinced me to stay in Mexico because you told me you thought I was called, you thought I'd help people, you thought God had used me. And I said, now in all these decades, God sent me all over the world. God's used me to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to have salvations, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, all out of that $17 offering. I said, and besides that, every Friday of the world for all these decades, I write you a check. So I said, you get a check from me and have all these decades every Friday. Every time I hire a new staff member in my office, I said, now listen, uh, every Friday, Wayne Myers gets a check. So let's make sure nobody gets that slip through the crack that every Friday of the world, we send a check to Wayne Myers. I said, so, you know, you've reaped Not just a hundredfold. I mean, you've reaped who knows how much money uh, just off that $17 offering because he partnered with us. We, in turn, partner with him. And uh, we've got partners. I've got partners in the ministry now that have been partnering with me since the 70s. And uh, we're excited about any partner that joins us. Uh, pray for them, as I said a while ago, daily. We don't consider them our source. We don't look to them and think, oh my God, if the partners don't give, we'll die. Uh, no, God's going to take care of us no matter what. But we count every partner as precious and every partner offering is precious. And uh, we absolutely refuse to uh, not pray for them. And we, and, and we refuse for the devil to beat up on them. We pray for them and believe God to bless them and minister for, to them and for them every, every day. And I had an old missionary... When we first got to oaxaca all those years ago uh and i'm gonna have to really cram this in here because the clock's running out but this missionary came up to me one day and he said son he said, "I'm going to help you," and I said, "How are you going to help me?" And he said, "He said, I'm going to teach you how to how to get money." He said, "Because you're going to starve down here." And I said, "Well, I'm not going to starve. God's going to take care of us." And he said, "No, if you if you want the American church to give to missions, you must make them feel guilty." He said, "You must write these letters that that makes them feel guilty, and you got to show them pictures of hungry kids and make them feel guilty." He said, "If they feel guilty, they'll give." And I said, "Well, that's terrible." I said, "I'm not going to do that." He said, "You better." I said, "I'm not going to do it." He said, "You better learn how. Or you'll starve." And I said, "I want to starve. God will take care of." me and i said why can't i just preach the word on missions and god will support us and i said that's how i found out about everything else tongues and healing and baptism of the holy spirit i went to the bible and the holy ghost showed me the word and so we just did the word and it worked and and i said i'll just preach missions and god will support us He said, that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life and i said i don't think so and i'm going to set out to prove it works and now in 54 years I think we have the track record. We've proved that it works. We haven't asked people for places to preach. We haven't made our needs known to anybody. We've simply paid our tithes, given our offerings, partnered with ministries, believe God, pray for our partners. And here we are, God still blessing us today. So I encourage you to partner with us today, partner with us in Terry Mize Ministries, partner with us in JMICF, our, our, our children's, uh, orphans children project that we've started already this month uh, to get money to, to orphans for, for, for Christmas. And uh, you partner with us, we'll pray for you. God will bless us all. And I'm out of time. So God bless you. We love you. Remember, you are more than conquerors. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. You know, Christians say sometimes, hey, if you get saved, you live forever. Well, I've got news for you. You're gonna live forever anyway, somewhere, either in hell without God for eternity or in heaven. With God for eternity. So, uh, we don't want to leave without giving you an opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus, to accept Him as your personal Savior. The Bible says if we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and called Jesus our Lord, ask, ask forgiveness for our sins, we will be saved. It even says if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So, uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, wash me in your blood, make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the bible says you're saved you're born again so write us let us know tell somebody that you prayed with terry and renee and that you gave your heart to jesus we love you and god bless you